What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast. You're listening to Locker Room Hype, episode 25. As always, I'm James. And I'm Chris. Adrian. Welcome, guys. It's been a while since we sat behind the mic and talked sports. And just to the listeners, we're doing it in a tornado watch. So if you hear a train noise, yeah, it's the the episode. It's getting close, right? The the episode ended, (laughs) so you're, you're good. The editing will help, though. Yeah. If we have to run out of the studio here, <laughs> <laughs> we'll put on we'll put on a uh, what's it that Alice in Wonderland or something, you know? Yeah, some <laughs> some appeasing, nice, pleasant music, so you won't have to sit in utter silence. silence yeah. But yeah, how are y'all doing? Well, we're doing good, man. Just enjoying the weekend. Yes. Enjoying the 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 rain. The rain is nice. We hadn't had uh, really any type of moisture as far as uh, rain. It's I mean, been, we've had snow. It's been dry for a minute. It's been very dry. It has dry. been. But, it, hey, I, I'm all for it. I love the rain. Yeah. Cloudy days. The older I get, the more I enjoy a cloudy day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, minus 15 three weeks ago, 80 last week. Right. Now we're kind of tornado watch. I mean, that's why. That's part of why you love Texas. Because it's unpredictable. Yeah, I mean. Who, who wants to who wants to live in 70 degree California or minus 10 degree Minnesota? I mean, there's got to be some variance to the weather, in my opinion, no matter where you live. Like if, if it's just always sunny. Yeah. I don't know if I could handle that. Yeah. I, I, the, the one thing that's good is the four seasons. That's yes. the one thing you're going to get in Texas. So you're going to get the four you're seasons. And you may get, get snow. you may get summer in winter. You yeah. may get winter in summer. In the same week. Or in spring. <laughs> yeah. In the same week, in the same fucking day. I mean, there's people out there that have never seen snow. How about that? Yeah. You know, or people out there that have not ever had like 80 degrees consistently. You know I mean? You don't realize that part when you complain about the weather in Texas. But, you know, that's what I'm saying. You get to experience everything the weather has. Well, you know? hopefully the weather doesn't interfere with our beloved Hodgetown, because we have some outdoor events coming to Hodgetown. Oh, yeah. In April through May into the summer. And the very first event we're going to discuss this evening is Midland. The country band is coming to perform at Hodgetown April 3rd at 6 o'clock. Yes. So they, they have a ton of hits. Yeah, yeah they have it. They're, they're definitely more more mainstream than most of the country artists that we see coming to Amarillo. But you're starting to see a lot of these country artists, uh, a lot of them are doing what they call these ballpark tours, where they're basically Mm -hmm. going to different ballparks um, around the country and and doing concerts. And with the popularity of Hodgetown, because of last year, you know, Hodgetown won the Won the minor league ballpark of the champs. year. Still champs. Of course, with the Saw Poodles were champions. Much deserved um, and much yeah. much uh, appreciated, too, yep. by the city of Amarillo. That's just awesome honor. So, yeah, so every, uh, these country artists are doing these ballpark tours, and Midland's one of them. So they're coming up here next month in April uh, with uh, Flatland Calvary, uh, which they're from Lubbock, so it's going to be some some hometown kind of feel. Artists coming up here because Lubbock's not that far away from Amarillo. Right. And tonight, <clears throat> Cole Wetzel's actually playing in Lubbock at Cook's Garage with Hardy. I'm not sure who Hardy is, but yeah. it's all acoustic, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Se- seven o'clock tonight in Lubbock. But Cole Wetzel will be coming to Hodgetown 
May yes. 1st at 6 yeah. o'clock as yes. well. And he's pretty big also, isn't he? Yeah, he is pretty big. He's 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 growing more and more popular um lately. And a lot of his he's still not really mainstream like you're not you're probably yeah, not yeah. going to hear many of his songs on the radio. I mean, he's really just popular by word of mouth. Right. Um, Especially in the south, I feel like he's he's really he's gaining traction as far as popularity and maybe mm-hmm. in the Midwest. Uh, he reminds me of Outlaw Country. Yeah, yeah. With, with a new he twist re- of modern rock infused yeah, with it. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of like Hank Williams the Third. Shooter James like, and all like, that way. Yeah, yeah, he 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 gives me those kinds of vibes because yeah. I, I I've always been a Hank Williams the Third fan. And I, I'm a Hank huge Williams Outlaw Jr. Country fan. fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the David Allen Coe stuff. You know, even even. Willie Nelson, to a certain degree, he's part of the outlaw country yeah. tree, and I I just barely got into his music. Co Wetzel, yeah, me too. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's not yeah. bad. Yeah, Adrian got me into it. I like I haven't it. I haven't heard everything. Like whatever I can find, but I, I do love the profanity. Yeah, I, yeah. I like yeah. That. <laughs> it, it helps the songs. It does. Right? Yeah, but I think that I think that gives the vibe of the music you're gonna hear, which is great. That's mm-hmm. what you know. It's because it's more real. You know, it is. It's now, more authentic, now in the time, in, in the especially time blue collar area yeah. where yeah. we're from. Yeah, the Texas Panhandle. We can relate to artists like that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. In Midland, their style. I really like their style. I love their sound. Yeah, and they they remind me of like an old school kind of retro country. Like mm-hmm. they 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 like, they remind me of like those old '90s country bands from back in the day. Yeah, even know? even like the, kinda, even the 1980s. I feel mm-hmm. like yeah, they've got that. That Maybe style even, yeah. and sound as well, like it, it's definitely throwback, and that's what I can appreciate about them. Yeah, uh, we've got April twentieth. We've got OU, Oklahoma Sooners, and the Texas Tech Red Raiders playing at Hodgetown as well. That is going to be exciting. I, I was lucky enough to get tickets yeah. the morning they went on sale, but I did not get seat tickets. I got standing room only tickets, which I'm okay with because. As long as I'm there to, to witness it, to watch it, it's well, gonna be it's gonna be incredible to see you know Division One baseball at, at that level, Big Twelve coming to a small market I mean, like Amarillo. Yeah, I mean to me that was surprising that these games they they just all showed up out of nowhere, you know, just like randomly. I started seeing stuff on social media about like mm-hmm. what. They, I was like, surprised. They're calling yeah. it the Red Dirt Rivalry. Maybe they make this like that would a be, tradition yeah, every that year. That would be excellent. Every year, yeah. And they were two of the best teams last year in the Big 12. Yeah. So hopefully that carries over into this season and, and we see more quality baseball yeah. out of those two programs. I mean, I'm diehard Oklahoma Sooners fan. I'm getting my Masters from there. I, I got to go. I got to support my team. Uh, baseball is my first love. Baseball I played since I was about five years old. So – it's just one of those sports that is timeless. Yeah. I mean, it's our American pastime and you can Plus, never go wrong with the baseball game and Hodgetown is drinking beer with your buddies. Excellent stadium. And the venue. Yes. The yeah, venue is incredible. Is such an excellent the atmosphere yes. is something that I wasn't really expecting. Mm-hmm. I don't know about y'all, but how do y'all feel about the atmosphere of Hodgetown when you went to watch games, especially that 2019 season? Yes. Well, you know, before Hodgetown, you know, we had, I still call it the Dilla Villa, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's called, what is it, Potter County Memorial Stadium, whatever. Yeah, I think San Jacinto I, Baseball I, Academy, they, they, yeah. 
They oh. use the field now. Oh, do they? I, 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 I still they call use. it. I still call it the Dilla Villa, and I feel like we still have. The, I still feel like Amarillo's always been a, a baseball town. Yeah, I think so. And Hodgetown gives me those Dilla Villa vibes, mm-hmm. but like it's ten times bigger. Yeah, with a and with a nicer and, stadium. Yeah. Um, with better food and drink, <laughs> you're and closer amenities. to restaurants. You're closer yeah. to hotels, and then it's downtown, which is mm-hmm. the heart yeah. of Amarillo. You know, um, and then I mean, you, plus you don't feel like you're going to cut yourself on a rusty nail like you used to <laughs> yeah. towards the end over there at the Dilla Villa. I, mean, that was, I don't know. The, the Dilla Villa was, was it's, it's nostalgic. It's cool, but it was just kind of if to me it felt disconnected take, from it, Amarillo. They, they yeah. didn't take care of it. Yeah. That was yeah. the problem. You know, it it started deteriorating real quick and uh you know once it got into potter county's hands it just wasn't being updated and nobody was taking care of it i know um what i can't remember their names but they they own um amarillo venom they purchased is it the tuckers yeah the tuckers yeah they they um purchased it and then they had the what were they called the thunder i think that's just what they're called thunder emerald thunder Mm mm-hmm um, they, they had a, so we had a ball team there for a little bit with the Emerald Thunder. It was Thunder something, Thunderheads. Yeah. The Emerald Thunderheads. Like that. And that Thunderheads. started, uh, 2015 and they were independent pro league. Yes. Yep. So they tried to Whoa. bring baseball back. They, God they, dang. cause you know, we had, we had the Dillas and then in between we had like the gold socks. Yeah. We yeah, actually had do you guys, the Emerald air hogs for a short period of time in 2016. Very, no, very little God bit. Lee. Yeah. We there the were, there were only four teams that played in that league and it was like a collegiate wood bat league. Jeez. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the Thunderheads that all just hit me. I, like, I know the Tuckers, the Tuckers tried really hard to bring baseball back. And, you know, I did go to a few games when yeah. it was the Thunderheads and, and I had a good, great time. It's just, you it know, the, like the stadium, the, the, the stadium itself yeah. was just so run down and it just didn't, I loved it. The, they didn't have the support. Like, yeah. like the, the, you know, like the, the Emerald team does now. Like now, the city all of a sudden is behind it. You know, yeah. They, we had that baseball stadium. The teams trying constantly. Always there was always a team playing in there. You know, there was always a way to go. Right. But it, you, you could. I mean, you like I said, you you could that stadium. You could tell from just the outside. It was there was no upkeep. It didn't seem like there was. Amarillo wasn't trying to back it up or anything. Now they are. You know. Now they are. But now they are right. Yeah. It, and you know. The Dillas lasted from 94 to 2010, somewhere yeah. around there. I loved going to the Dillas uh, games as a me kid. Too. Me too. And I feel like the mascot was classic and, and yeah. just mm-hmm. iconic. To me as a kid, like seeing the Dilla mascot and the brand, I always thought the branding of, of the Dillas was great. Yeah. And I love how the sod poodles now pay homage to that. Mm-hmm. Like if you've ever you noticed, if you ever noticed like some of their logos and, and some of their hats, like, like I'm looking up right now at one of James's, uh, memorabilia from his man cave. And there's a, a, a hat. It's a red and blue hat with the Dilla leaning up against the Amarillo A. That's just yeah. classic, isn't it? The, yeah. yeah. The, sod poodles, the Sod Poodles have a very yeah, similar thing, logo yeah. with, with the Amarillo A and then yeah. the little Sod Poodle leaning up against it. You know what? I felt the same way about the Rattlers, too. I loved yeah. that logo. The hockey teams yeah. and the football team. Like, mm-hmm. the, there's, like, history but going back and yeah, surprisingly the, the with hockey, Amarillo. The hockey yeah. started in the 70s with yeah. the Amarillo Wranglers. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. evolved over time. 
And now we've got the Amarillo Bulls, which unfortunately it's ending this year. The but team? the team is yes, it and it's just a it's not a semi pro team. It's it's just 18, 19, 20 year olds that are that are trying to gain exposure to further their career. Yeah. And there's new ownership. They've invested so much into hockey here in Amarillo. They've got the new um, Amarillo Hockey Ice Ranch that's about to open up. I just see us getting another minor league team, and I'm excited about that. I mean, why not? Like, you know, tie into it. Let's let's have all three minor league sports, American sports in here. You know, why not? Yeah, I mean, it's good for the city. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing else to do in Amarillo. It's in a, it's in a hub. It's a hub city. It's in the middle of the panel, you know. You're going through here, going down I-40. North, south, east, east, east or west. You know, you can stop here and watch a hockey, hockey, hockey match. Watch, you know, even the soccer. They have their yeah, the F- FC Amarillo, the, yeah. the indoor soccer. I heard that's yep. done pretty well. Yeah. Also, I I haven't checked out a game yet, but yeah, I know the Venom. They start in June this year, and we've always had pretty solid success as far as an arena football yeah. city. That first year in 2004, they won the championship. Well, yeah, I was going to say, we've always had good teams, just not turnout for the teams, which I think might start changing. With Sox Poodles was like just – the baseball team was just explosive. Explosive. Like, everybody's ready for that. It's another level of competition, yeah. like a different level we hadn't seen in Amarillo ever yeah. with the type of players that come into our city to play yeah. and get pulled up to the majors. I mean, look at Fernando Tatis. Yeah. Yeah. He's making – Damn near he's killing it, yeah. He's hundreds he's of got, millions he's, of dollars. He's got right the now. highest contract in the in the majors. Yeah, right and now. we've seen the dude in minor leagues. Like we could say we've seen that dude, you know, hitting with sock poodles. We like should have went down and tried to get his uh, autograph. Uh, if we would have known, right? If we would have known, right? Yeah, if we would have known. But you know, going back to like the baseball, like the the, the Gold Sox. You guys remember? I mean, the Gold Sox were the original team yeah. here. And then for a period of time, for like three or four years, we had them back. And then we went to, you know, the Thunderheads. And then and we eventually yeah, yeah. Trans- transitioned to the Sod Poodles. I, th- I thought back then it was pretty cool that we brought back the Gold Sox because we, I think Tony Gwynn at one time played here mm-hmm. for Amarillo. And, you know, Hall of Famer. We've had good history with, with the Gold Sox and, yeah. and, and baseball here in, here in the city and I thought that was cool that we brought them back for a little bit, but I'm always diehard going to be a Dilla's guy. But now the sod poodles have yeah. won me over. Like oh, at yeah. first yeah. I was a little apprehensive, you know, I know most minor league teams have wacky names and everything. Yeah. We were a little hesitant on as a, as a city about the name, the branding of the team. Yeah. Yeah. I loved <laughs> it. Was, I love it. But I well, love it now. I loved I it. I loved it, especially when they came out with the logo. I was like, hell yeah, I'm definitely down with that. You know, the logo uh, is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. The colors fit our, yeah. our city. Absolutely. And if you guys can hear right now, yeah. it's hailing. it is I'm hailing. My, my car, so knocking, my poor car. So knocking. That's, that's, that's it's a good hell. thing. I have full coverage. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I've got full coverage on my truck, too. But hopefully the weather's going to be nice for these outdoor events at Hodgetown. I hope so. It's it's always unpredictable here. I hope so, because I have been to a concert at at Hodgetown, but, again, when I went, it was, like, mm, towards the end of October. So it was cold, it was windy, and it was kind of miserable, and I ended up bouncing early because I couldn't – I just couldn't take it anymore. Right. So – 
Yeah, I'm excited for these these summer concerts coming up, yeah. and not just at Hodgetown. There's some Starlight Ranches is, is going to be opening up again soon too. Right, so. I heard about that. All right, so Starlight Ranch just recently announced um, uh, a lineup of concerts that they're going to have um, between now and uh, the end of the summer. So April 30th is, I think, when they're kicking everything off uh, with Charlie Crockett. And then, let's see here. Are you guys uh, a- May 7th. Are you a fan of Starlight Ranch? You know what? I, I I've been there a couple of times. I've been uh I've been there once. I saw Turntight Travadors play. Uh and then I also the second time I went I saw Eli Young Band. Uh, oh, I love Eli I'm, Young Band. And I'm a fan. I mean, I think um it's a big space. Uh it it doesn't get too crowded. Uh I mean beer prices are gonna be pretty much the same as you're gonna pay at Hodgetown. Right. Yeah. I mean uh, they've got a pretty cool little VIP section. You can reserve tables and stuff like that. I mean, I like it. I, I'm a fan. I mean, there's nowhere else in Amarillo to have that. You know, what I mean, it, Starlight Ranch, the price and all that stuff. It's I, in my point of view, I think it's necessary that we have to have that. Uh, even with Hodgetown there, it's just I think, more variety. I think it's more great. Variety. It's for outside. Yeah, I think it's perfect for outdoor concerts. Yeah. So I the venue is nice. It's it's accommodating yes. for absolutely. large crowds. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I hadn't been out there. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, like um, April 30th, we're starting off with uh, Charlie Crockett. May 7th is going to be a big one. Parker McCollum, who Parker McCollum is... is He's gaining popularity just like Cole Wetzel. He's 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 big. He's young. Um, doesn't have the same sound as as Cole Wetzel. Um, he's more of a kind of a. He's a little bit more mainstream, I would say. But <clears throat> I like his music. Uh, so that's gonna be May seventh. That's actually just a week after Cole Wetzel. So I'm excited. It's gonna be yeah. two back to back really great concerts at two great venues. Uh, then after Parker McCollum, uh, June 4th, you got Reed Southall Band coming out here. Uh, June 12th, you got Kobe Cooper. And then another big band, June 18th, you got Randy Rogers. I love Randy Rogers. I, I got to saw, yeah. see them last summer uh, at the Route 66 Motor Speedway. That was, <laughs> that was during COVID, uh, and they were great. So I'd like to see them again. They, uh, they usually make the... The trip through here quite. They a come bit. here quite yeah. a bit. Right. They really do. Uh, the first time I saw them was back in two, uh, 2015 at uh, the last Homer's Backyard Ball, um, and they were great. I've been a fan since. Uh, I mean, we're like it, we're a hub, you know. I mean, if we had a venue for bands to stop, you know, I think that that they more right. are going to stop. Especially, I mean, look at it already. Sod Poodles, you know, Hodgetown has been open two years, three years now. This all of this would have been happening last year if there wasn't COVID. You know, we yeah. had more bands coming through here and all that stuff, which means Starlight exactly. Ranch would have had to com- compete with it. They would have brought in more. I mean, you know, it's once we get through all of this COVID stuff, I mean, we're, I think we're finally starting to get bands and different things that we've been asking for for like 10 years. Right. And we know? deserve it as a city. Yeah. As Amaroloans, we need entertainment a higher level of entertainment and there's nothing wrong with these, these uh, up and coming Texas country bands or country artists or 
or you know rock bands cover bands that come through here we love it we love all of it it's just we as a city i think deserve more of a higher level of entertainment versus you know lubbock lubbock tends to get all of the higher level acts and artists that come through there are just questionable if it wasn't for the uh, acts that were going to the venues you know what i mean yeah you know the one thing they have that we don't is the united spirit arena the texas tech basketball arena that that is very nice i went to go see garth brooks there and i was impressed with the facility and it it just sucks that we don't have anything like that we do have you know the wt arena there in canyon but it just doesn't sit as many people it's not as expansive and huge as the united spirits spirit arena which understandably so it's only a division two versus division one university but you know i'm all for any up-and-coming band or group to come through amarillo we need that yeah i agree i agree and may 18th the midland rockhounds take on the amarillo saw poodles that is the very first home game for our team our squad so i'm excited to experience another yeah. season i mean it, we were pretty lucky to experience the championship season that first, the first year. season the I inaugural know. season yeah. i mean that, that was pretty cool yeah we definitely need to talk about getting tickets for that game once right. they start coming up it's a tuesday it's going to be a noon game well well all of them say noon right now yeah, they don't yeah. have the actual times yet but may 18th is going to be the first one i'd like to try out getting a suite if all of us can pitch oh, in one of these days that's not a bad idea you know that's to get like 10 or, 10 or 12 of us to get yeah. to pitch in for a for a suite for one game but yep so moving on to the national football league whoop, whoop. the cowboys and dak prescott agreed monday to a four-year 160 million dollar extension he is guaranteed 126 million, including an NFL record 66 million dollar signing bonus. In total, in total, he'll net 75 million in 2021, more than double his collective salary across his first five professional seasons. Yeah. Does he deserve this caliber of a contract? I, I think yes. I mean, I'll tell you what. I've gone past my hate of the Cowboys. I, I dislike them, but I think the Cowboys needed Dak back. There was no question. I don't know why it took so long. Anyways, I knew they had some money problems, all that stuff. I think Dak is worth it. Uh, he's been a pillar of that team. Him and Ezekiel. I mean, they've had so much changes to defense receivers. I mean, yeah, I think he needed to get paid because he would have ended up somewhere else. Somebody else would have paid him. Yeah, it, it was time to shit or get off the pot, and yeah. I'm glad that Jerry Jones stepped up and paid him. Now he's got to put his money where his mouth is, and he's got to go out there and exactly. produce. Yeah, which I believe he's fully <laughs> capable. Am I a huge Dak fan? As a Cowboys fan, not so much. I'm not a huge <laughs> Dak fan, but I do support him. I do root for him. I want him to do well, and his ceiling is high. But we'll see if he can reach that ceiling. I mean, there's and, no and Adrian's down. over here laughing, so she obviously <laughs> thinks he's going to be a, a huge failure. No, I, I, it's okay. I'm, I'm not saying that Dak is a failure. I'm not saying that he's not good at what he does. But when you haven't 
even won a playoff game. <laughs> Why the fuck? He's are won you one. Okay, well, you've won one playoff game. <laughs> um, what? How? How? How are you making that much money? And you haven't. And you've only won one playoff game. You know. Um, I mean, it's a team sport. Absolutely, it's a team sport. You know, uh, shit. Dak was running for his life most of the season. I mean, it, <laughs> this last season because the Cowboys have no offensive line like they used to. Yeah. Um, okay, a- a- Adrian, do you think the Cowboys should have went to the draft to get somebody else, or should they have pushed for like Russell Wilson or uh, Deshaun Watson? Do you think that? Because I mean, they did pay I Dak think, a lot. They paid I, Dak a lot, and the money they paid Dak. They should have went they, after one of those. The guys. Cowboys got money. Yeah, they should have went after somebody else. They should have pushed to get somebody like Deshaun or Russell Wilson, who, yeah. who Russell Wilson said, "This is one of the teams yeah. that I would like to be traded mm-hmm. to. If you guys are going to trade me, yeah, send me to the fucking Cowboys." You know. Yeah. Um. So I think they should have uh, went after somebody else and just used Dak as a backup. But, you know, hey, I'm not Jerry Jones. So. Well, I hope we don't regret it in the long run. You know, this took two years to close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two long years. And when you pay someone this amount of money, much like, you know, Patrick Mahomes got his his payday, which was record-breaking and yeah. astronomical, but he deserves it. He deserves it based on his production mm. and his ceiling. Mm. And the fact that he's mm. so young and the amount of years mm. he has left – yeah, he deserves. He's it. only getting, no. he, and he's only gonna get okay, better. Okay, you say no. He, I, I, you can't say he deserves it. Okay, so he went to Super Bowl. Fine. There's he didn't just go to the Super Bowl. He won the fucking Super Bowl <sighs> against not, your I, team. You don't have to, <laughs> yeah, Can we cut off Adrian's mic for like ten seconds? Because she gets a hold of time. But I get it. Okay, I get it. I get it. But ten years, ten years. Think about ten years ago, right? That's how long they got Mahomes for. Now, where are you at in 10 years outside of Tom Brady, who's the exception in the NFL for a lot of different stuff? 10 years, you're paying this guy 10 years to be your contracted quarterback and all that stuff. I mean, come on. That's just a lot. Like, that's a lot. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm skeptical of the investment. However, I believe, like I said, he deserves it. I just hope that. When it's all said and done, he lives up to the expectations and exceeds his own expectations and gets the Cowboys over the damn hump. It's been 25 years. 25 and years. Haven't been in the NFC Championship game. That's what we need to see as a, as a fan base yeah. next. We need to see us get to the NFC Championship game within the next couple years. Two to three years at minimum and really p- make a push for the Super Bowl. I, like I said, I'm not I'm not a Cowboys fan at all. I don't hate them now at this point. I've grown through that as an adult. But <laughs> the Cowboys needed Dak. They needed to pay him a long time ago. The I mean, that's just there's no question. He's better than Romo, and they were trying to as hard as they could for Romo and all that stuff. I think he's better than Romo. They needed to keep him. The money is a little bit crazy, but that may turn out not to be. You know, the thing once once it all is all said and done, especially with Ezekiel Elliott still there. I mean, you can't discount discount Ezekiel and Dak together. I mean, they gotta get some receivers, they gotta get some help for them. 
defense. There's a lot of stuff. Defense but that's is an issue board. right now. That's across as the board. As far for as all offense, teams, I feel you know? like we're 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 in the right direction. I mean, we, yeah. we have Amari Cooper, we've got CeeDee Lamb. You know, Ezekiel Elliott, he didn't have his best year last year. He's got to improve and live up to his potential. He didn't have Dak though. You know, I he mean, didn't have Dak. Dak still, no matter they do what make each other better. Says, I mean, no matter what anybody says, Dak is still top ten, top fifteen. You, I mean, you got to pay the guy, and especially in this league, quarterback hungry league. You know, you need somebody. Everybody's crazy when the draft's about to come up. I mean, you got. Unfortunately, if you've got a team and you want a shot at anything, you unfortunately have to pay. Now you have to pay, especially with somebody that is proven like Dak. He hasn't fully proven, right. but. You make a good point. I will say this about Dak. He has proven his worth. He was a yeah. fourth-round draft pick. He came in after an injury of Tony Romo. He played lights out. He played great. Yeah. He, statistically, he's had great years. Yeah, I mean, he Solid like years. And I'm not saying great, but it, good to solid years. Yeah. And his production on the field warrants more of a highly – uh, touted contract and he finally got it after over two years yeah. of, of, of vouching for for this and he deserves it because it couldn't have happened to a better guy his character is the type of character we need to lead us and arguably that could be the thing that gets us over the, the hump is, is a leader like that in the locker room who has the intangibles who can fix the circus that's been going on in Dallas for 25 years because yeah. I know Tony Romo, he he was a solid guy. He had good character. He was he was a team player, but he wasn't the absolute pinnacle of, of of what we needed to get over the hump. As far as leadership, I don't believe. As far as he had he had solid production on the field, but Let, that that leads to a question: You being a Cowboys fan now, if Romo had Ezekiel Elliott. Do you think he would have been better than Dak is has been so far? I think so. Who would you rather have? You let let's say the last ten years you've got the Cowboys. You got Ezekiel Elliott. You can choose him to play with Romo or with Dak. Who are you choosing to play with? That that's a tough question. The thing with Tony Romo and Dak Prescott, I feel like they are very similar. As far as their production, their talent on the field. Damn, that w- it's like 1A. That bitch white as hell. Y'all turn around and look at that bitch. <laughs> Not that one. The one she fighting. She white as hell. She white as mayonnaise. Hold up. We're watching UFC <laughs> right now. The TV's on behind us. We've got Courtney Casey versus... Who is it? She's not in eight, too. Hold, Jeez. hold on. Hold up. Hold up. She's nine and eighteen. No, look at, look at this white bitch. Hold up. Of course, right when we when we uh, see her, they don't show her. Ooh, ooh she fine though. Yeah, ooh. she is. Oh yes, girl, sit down. Yeah, they still haven't they, 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 Are you sure you? Oh yeah, <laughs> there, there, there's mayonnaise. What is she? A redhead? She gotta be from She's the Isles be. of Scotland, the Isle of Man. Y'all, y'all Google Aldrich. 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 Yeah. That's I interesting. Don't know, I don't know her first name. Sorry. You know what, Chris? I, I think I would take Dak. Dak? Dak and, and Elliot. I, I would I, I think so. Romo was garbage, but yeah, I would take Dak. I mean, Romo <laughs> was solid for what he was. He was garbage. 
he was also a backup that that got jolted into the starting lineup because of an injury. Yeah, and he he played he above bad. and beyond the expectation of him when he came into the league, and he was a solid tenured quarterback who was productive. Now I hope Dak Prescott is not another Tony Romo. That's the one thing I'm hung up on. I hope he does not have a similar career. I hope he has a better career. Well, as yeah. far as wins, in playoffs. As far as playoff <laughs> clutch moments, I tell you what. I tell you what. I don't hate Romo. If Romo would have went somewhere else, I you know I would yeah you know, wouldn't have have no. Uh, I probably wouldn't have even brought him up. But it, I think Romo was a product of the Cowboys not having a running game and having all those problems with receiving defense, all that stuff. If he would have gone to a different team that was better players. Romo may still be playing right now, you know? I mean, he wasn't terrible. He was a pocket quarterback and all that stuff, but he wasn't bad. He just had the product of him being on essentially a rebuilding Cowboys team, you know, that just couldn't get their stuff together. I always felt like he was was average to sometimes in in moments Mm -hmm. above average. I I agree. But that's it. That's all he was. I mean, playoff games show you where it's at. To the uh, entry-level Cowboys fan, he was one of the greatest Cowboy uh, quarterbacks of all time, which, come on, man. Which is terrible, yes. That's not a, a an accurate uh, observation or objective description of him as a player. Yeah. But for what he was, I mean, he's a great announcer. Let's God, give him that. great, yeah. Hey, he's, he's going to make the Hall of Fame – in the sportscaster world. CTS yeah. Hall of Fame <laughs> sportscaster. Hey, this bitch ain't got a forehead. She got a five head. Look at that. Damn. She doesn't <laughs> have a big forehead. Like, yeah, there's not even sun on the top of that forehead. Hey, you know what? You know what, though? I blame, as much as I hate to say it, because I'm I'm one of the biggest Texas Rangers fans of all time. I love the Rangers. I've been loving them since I was a little kid, since the early 90s. Mm-hmm. But I blame the Texas Rangers on on these big sports contracts. Mm-hmm. Hey, it all fucking started with Alex Rodriguez A-Rod. in 2001 yeah. when he signed that fucking 252 million dollar fucking contract for yeah. ten years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. nobody was getting paid, not even close to that yeah. shit in any sport. Yeah, not even close. You know, and I blame them. I blame John Hart. I, I blame them for mm-hmm. for starting the trend of paying these fucking athletes a ridiculous amount of yeah. money that they yeah. that they really don't deserve. I mean, I mean, Chu right now he's getting twenty one million. Who? Chu. Since you Chu? Mm-hmm. Okay, oh. but, but not from the Rangers. No, not right now. Because they cut. It, yeah, they, at one yeah, time he was nice. getting twenty one million. Which is ridiculous. He's yeah. good, but he's not that good. Yeah. yeah, baseball. Baseball is crazy with numbers. It's like and they and, and they don't have numbers. they they don't have a salary cap. Okay, yeah. which is a reason, a big reason why MLB players mm-hmm. get the the insane contracts is mm-hmm. there's no salary cap. A team can it's can pay a player whatever teams. the fuck they want. Yeah. But what's crazy? What's this is what's funny? And y'all can think people can thank Billy Bean for this. The teams with the, the lowest salary caps usually always end up the ones fucking being the most successful. Yeah. You know, like take like look at Tampa Bay last year. Yeah. Look at look at what their salary cap was last year. Look at look at what their total team salary was mm-hmm. last year. And, and they were in the World Series. 
you know yeah. they, and they had one of the lowest salary salary caps you know? i mean the small market teams have no choice but to go out there and use that war algorithm and see who's going to be the best coming up through there all their minor league you know farm teams and you know you have you have no choice but to build a team like that to compete with new york or mm -hmm. houston now you know or the california teams you know i mean you don't have no choice now because you just don't have a choice you know you can't it's hard to be you know tampa bay and pay one guy 475 million for the next decade and then still try to fill the catcher you know <laughs> i mean come on yeah like contracts like bryce Harp harper's i mean yeah those are insane it's just kind of it's just created the trend like okay there's going to be one or two superstars on every team that's going to demand these high contracts yeah. and it just puts the rest of the the management in a rut with trying to structure and build a, a solid team around yeah. because of so much money they're they're funneling to one salary to yeah. one player yeah and uh, it creates disparity with guys trying to come up you know through all all you know the the farm leagues you know you you we don't have the money to pay you, so here's three hundred thousand dollars you could have for a four-year contract. You know, live off of that and then show us you can, you know, replace our pro starter. You know, I mean, I just want to see our Rangers back on top. You know, yeah. me too. We're supposed to be one of those teams, man. Ten years ago, you know, we were really hopeful. Had our hearts broken. I don't know how many times. times we went to the playoffs. I still, the fucking hate, I still fucking hate David Freeze and the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm still I'm still a Toronto Blue Jay hater. And if yeah, I could fuck, find fuck, fuck Bautista. Bautista if I could find him, like I would, he's one of the guys I would literally watching flip him, off in his Watching face. him get fucking knocked out, though, by a Oh, Rodan, so. yeah. Oh boy. boy! Still one of my favorite. It's, I still got that picture in my phone. That was that was too. like the ultimate payback. It was, dude. <laughs> I celebrated. We all celebrated that one. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> well, we've got spring training going on now. Yep. Hey, the yeah, and the other day we scored like seventeen runs in a <laughs> spring training. Game. Hey, that's awesome. that count yeah. for something, right? If we could only save it and add it on. <laughs> But I, I'm I'm excited to see what's gonna happen with this n new Sod Poodle season because, for those of you all that don't know, we're no longer an affiliate of the Padres. We're now an affiliate of the Arizona Diamondbacks. So we'll see if uh, if we if we produce and we're as good as we were last year. I mean, because it's gonna be a brand new set of players. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Brand new coaches. Yeah. I, and I'm kind of sad about that because Wellman, man. For those of y'all that follow baseball, y'all know Philip Wellman. He's known for getting in the umpires' faces and cussing oh, yeah. them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you go on YouTube, Phil, uh, yeah, you see Phil that Wellman, infamous video. Yeah, where he like yeah. crawls on all fours and picks up that rosin bag and throws Feels it like, like it's a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> he's freaking awesome. He's 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 well known around the world as as being one of those. <laughs> Frequently ejected umpires or or <laughs> managers that gets up in the umpires' faces and stuff, and it, I think it's great. Yeah, so, you you need that very entertaining. You need that in, in, in a in a coach and a manager because there's going to be times where the players need someone to speak Some ups, up and, and and fight for them and vouch for them because as a leader of the of the organization, sometimes the umpires they they really do fuck you. I mean, yeah. and you need someone to, to no put them in their place, like for real. <laughs> well, and then, I mean, they play how many games, you know? I mean, that's, you know, that 
that also gets you fired up to help finish, you know, a 20 game travel trip you got to do, you know? I mean, that that gets you burnt up and going, you know? Yeah. We don't got to stop just because <laughs> James ain't. left. James ain't shit. Just because it's his birthday and yeah, shit. Yeah, it's his birthday and he fucking bolts out on us, guys. Come on. God. Oh, man. Well, um, what what were we talking about? Baseball? I, we were NFL hey, was the topic. But. What do you think about what do you think about the Rangers are the first team in baseball to announce that they're allowing full capacity for they haven't said for the season, but just for opening day, they're gonna allow a hundred percent capacity, which is um a little over forty two thousand yeah. fans. Um, and me personally, I think it's great because I mean they just built that new stadium. They just and, built yeah. Globe Life, uh, Globe Life Park or Globe Life Field, whatever it's called. And last year, COVID fucked them out of a, a an awesome opening day yeah, to yeah. to open up the brand new stadium. So I think it's awesome. You know, for those that don't know, Texas is that they got rid of the mandate. There's no more masks uh, or anything like that. So. Uh, you know, businesses are allowed to to operate a, at a hundred percent if they want to, and the Rangers jumped on that shit and said, "All right, opening day, we're letting everybody come in this motherfucker." I think it's awesome, bro. I will tell you this: this is this is my hypocrisy. I have my my mask in my pocket. I wear my mask everywhere I can go. You know, whatever, whatever. I don't care about Abbott doing whatever he did. However, if I could get tickets to opening day <laughs> at the Ranger Stadium. I would, I would, uh, I, I would, would sell I a would leg have, and an arm. I mean, I would, I would take my mask with me, and I would be there. I mean, I would with. Uh, I mean, they're opening it up. I fuck a mask. I've got, so I've got my, I got both my vaccines. I'm good. Fuck a mask. Know. I'll go without a mask. Shit. God dang, you should, dude. I want. I, I, got, I would. I would. I would. I like to say that's my hypocrisy. I would. I still believe we should have a mask, but I would totally be there and i probably wouldn't wear a mask i mean it there you can't been, drink it's, it's essentially can't, the inauguration of the stadium exactly you know, there wasn't they didn't have it last and year you we, can't, we missed you, it you can't drink beer without a mask yeah, exactly. so that's why you can't. <laughs> you can't drink beer with the mask excuse me and you got to drink so, beer when you're watching them man absolutely you god dang yeah i would go into a ballpark without drinking beer is like blasphemy <laughs> yeah yeah that's like that's like getting your colon checked without lube. <laughs> I mean, right? I guess I don't know. I don't know. We got, we, me and Adrian have sat through some long Ranger games, so you know those yes. those beginning and mid season games really. Uh, I remember, yeah, I remember <laughs> the last the, la- the the game that me and you went to. Yeah, it went on. We, we were we were in a, we were in a rain delay. Yeah. We were in a rain delay, and it was like two and a half hours oh before God, the game yeah. actually started, yeah. and we were already fucked up by yeah. that time because we had. And been, they stopped selling. Yeah, they stopped selling. They quit selling. They quit uh, selling because they, no matter what inning it is, because normally the Paul Barks will stop selling at uh, the seventh inning, but since we were in that long uh, rain de- yeah. delay, the game didn't start till like nine thirty, so they were like, "Cut the beer off." Yeah, you know, and, and I didn't know this. I kept asking Adrian. I, we had to find out. Like it doesn't matter about the rain delay. 
We yeah. thought it was innings. It's a no, time. It's time. It's a time. Yeah, yeah, it's time. Jeez. So James, James has returned from his poop. Here he is. Um, James, so we were just <laughs> talking about how the Rangers are the first team to announce that they are going to allow 100% capacity at the new ballpark on opening day. What do you think about that? I'm all for it, man. I'm Fuck all yeah. I'm all for the the trend of moving towards normalcy and getting back to how things should be because we can't keep living in, fear. in panic and fear and we've got to get back to living our lives. I mean, I it sounds cliché, it sounds, you know, oh, you know, you're just a you know, typical old, old codger that's just a pissed off and wants a pandemic to end. But that's not the case. I just I just want to get back to normal sporting event attendance because sports need fans, and fans make the games what they are. If you don't have fans in the stands, you don't have momentum exactly. swings. You don't have home field advantage. There's, there's no atmosphere to motivate the players and, and yep. create that environment that organizations need on a – annual basis like we need that back in out every sport no matter if it's basketball football baseball we need it and I, I applaud the rangers for going ahead and announcing that i know university of alabama and and, and ou they announced that they're going to have 100 percent full stadiums and i'm yeah. glad that they're announcing it now so there's no confusion there's no hesitation on the planning everyone can just kind of go with the flow and expect full capacity, which I'm all for. Absolutely. And here's my deal is, you know, because the Rangers are getting a lot of backlash. Governor Abbott's getting a lot of backlash for opening yeah. up the state. And here's what I have to say about that. If you're scared of getting COVID, say the fuck home. Yeah. I mean, it's your choice. You can come and, and be around people and, and have the possibility of being exposed to multiple people that could be positive or could make you yeah. sick. Or you could just stay home. Stay I mean, home, or get your fucking vaccine, or wear a mask. I mean, I, I mean, this is that's just let's just these are the two people that have the vaccine. I don't, so, ha I don't have the vaccine. I have the oh. vaccine. I got, I, I got my first, did. I got my first dose of Moderna back on uh, January seventh, and then I got my second dose on February fifth. But with that oh, being but James, said, you got those antibodies. Well, it don't, they only last for 90 days, which I'm way past the 90 Dang days. Dang it, man. I should have made that with you a long time ago. I, know, I knew dude, it. Fuck. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the beauty of it. I'm not one of those people that is anti-mask. I think if people want to be safe and come to games and still wear a mask, go for it. I mean, that's your prerogative. That's your right. And I'm not saying that, oh, we should just open up 100% without taking any safety precautions to... Yeah. To keep everyone safe in their own right, we do absolutely need to do that, and I'm not against that one one percent at all. Uh, I just I want everybody to just kind of start stepping out and living their lives, yeah, the way that we used to, without the fear, without the panic. And if you want to protect yourself, by all means, do it. That's your right. Yeah, everyone's really seriously mad at Greg Abbott for for giving us liberty back, for giving us freedom back. Mm -hmm. He's not saying, hey, don't wear a mask. Hey, only have, you nice know, 25% capacity at your restaurant. You know, he's, he's he's letting everybody... He's leaving it up to the people of our state to yes. make the call. And if 
they want to operate their business in a way where they make mm-hmm. people wear masks or they it's mandatory, then by all means, that's your yeah, decision. Yeah, decision. I mean, but two days after Greg Gabbett announced that, Houston, the city of Houston showed up with the UK right. strain of COVID. I mean, in the water supply, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's give and take. At this point, I mean, at this point, it is. I I mean, I see what you're saying. It's got to become. I mean, individualized and all that. Uh, I mean, once they start getting the vaccines out, you know, that's that's gonna hold. That's the game changer. Once we get that out, I think we'll be all right. You know, right. And and I've had the opportunity to get one. I just I hadn't gotten one yet. I'm all for getting the vaccine. I just haven't had the chance to get my butt up there because I've been so busy, but within the next few weeks, I definitely want to get the vaccine and have that under my belt and move forward because I feel like we all should have the vaccine at some point. You know, I mean, at least just to help, you know, we can all share it, whatever herd immunity. Let's do it. Whatever. At this point, you know, is it an end all be all protector? Probably not. No, (laughs) probably not. No, but neither is the flu shot every year. Like like I'm saying, if there's multiple companies working on multiple vaccines for it, then neither company has the the solution. So, you know, how do you feel about the, the fans coming back to venues, back to stadiums in a hundred percent, capacity do you feel like that's appropriate at this time or do you feel like this should still be an incremental increase of allowance with fans like i was telling adrian i'm on the the hypocrisy side of it because i still like hometown here i still have my mask i'll wear my mask all that stuff but opening day for the ranger stadium i would go i would take my mask but Mm -hmm. You know, when you're drinking and watching, you're watching the ball game finally out live in the crowd and all that stuff, the mask probably won't stay on the whole time. It just won't, you know? And, I mean, I think at this point, it's going to have to be people's choice. If you're going to go somewhere public at this, you know, with Texas Open, wear your mask or don't wear your mask. I mean, you can't control anybody else. I just, so yeah. you got to make your own choice. I feel like at this yeah. point in the pandemic, it, it should be up to the people whether or not they want to wear a mask and I mean, whether like, or not they want to attend yeah. a a heavily populated baseball venue, game, venue, event, yeah, football I mean, game. Restaurants even. I mean, we've got it. We've got to put some responsibility on the people now yeah, yeah, and exactly. some that's, choices that's for them to internalize and, and make as yeah. an intelligent person. I mean, we've got to treat people like they're people again and yeah and not try to control everything because i so. want everything open but i also don't want to catch it you know right and i also don't want to just sit at home 24 hours because it's already been a lot you know we've went but, through a lot man yeah uh, an entire so, year of this yeah so uh, i'm excited i'm i would attend yeah I would. rangers opening day if i lived in arlington i mean i would be there I want to see the new stadium. Me too. If I could afford it, it's probably because I have gone to an opening day. Texas Rangers. I'm willing to catch COVID to come see the the game. So send me some tickets. I I have been to an opening. (laughs) I have been lucky enough to go to an opening game, and I paid 160 for a ticket that was out in. We were out in right field. No, left field. We were out in left field, next to the foul pole, and. So it was the opening day against the Cleveland Indians, uh, 2017. So, but I would love to go to that new. I want to see that new stadium so bad. 
I'm so excited. Hard. I want to see it open and close. Yes, you know, yes. I want to do both. Yeah, you know, I'm a huge college football fan, and one thing that makes college football what it is, as far as it's the pageantry, yeah. the the history, the tradition, the atmosphere, are the fans. The fans yeah. make the sport great and last season not having full stadiums in any sport really put a damper on the level of competition i feel like like it made it hard to watch it was hard to watch as a fan and i can only imagine being a participant as a player in a game like well, the, it would be hard for me to the girl with the five head to, one to be like 100 percent competitive you know five yeah, head one it it like going back to the Rangers, like I only watched like three Rangers games last year mm-hmm. because I couldn't fathom to watch it without no fans in the stands. And it was bizarre, man. There was no sound. The, yeah, mm-hmm. and like the they well, tried they, to pump it in. They but... had the fake crowd noise. Yeah, the, Every... the best thing was a cutout. <laughs> the cutout fans of cardboard. Oh, that that yeah, was that yeah. was the best. Yeah, that was good. I think someone the someone like uh, had like a cutout of Osama bin Laden <laughs> in the crowd. <laughs> Cause like you can go online and like and customize. Yeah. That customize. was cool. That was that gave the fans a little bit yeah. of uh, of control as far as what was on TV and, and who who was in the stands. That was pretty cool. And the Korean baseball league was a first sporting event that that was back on TV. Yeah, that we had a chance to entertain ourselves with because there's nothing else on at the time. <laughs> And they were doing some pretty funny stuff. They put like yeah. sex dolls in the, <laughs> yeah, the sex in, dolls, the, yes. in the stands. They did some creative stuff, but they really paved the way. Everybody's gonna remember the Korean baseball <laughs> league for really uh, catapulting the whole COVID. You know, their championship cutout. trophy is a sword. Really? Yes, like a legit sword, like winter is coming kind of sword. Like, like a like Game a of full, Thrones sword. Like it's a full, like five and a half foot long broadsword. That's that's their championship trophy. Like that's they walk around badass. after they win with a damn sword. Like they you know, take baseball serious. Like yeah, they like do. legit. I mean, you have a sword. They're giving you a damn sword. You you just victoriously beat this other team at baseball. Go cut up somebody. Yeah, like it's insane. I, I think we need it, to with spring training. They're still they're going to allow fans in the stands as well. Yeah, but it's yeah. just going they're going to select a certain number of tickets to be sold during the spring training games. And they're still going to have, of course, the COVID-19 protocols yeah, put in yeah. place. So at least they're allowing fans because that's such a special moment for fans to go witness and be a part of for for your favorite team to yeah. go see the, the spring training. I mean, it's it's a tradition. It's an annual event. I mean, everybody wants to check out how their team's going to do. Yeah. And we have Aaron here. Pena just showed up. up yeah. he's, he's walking around. Up? I'm glad to be here. Yeah. He had to escape the Man. tornado. Man, dude, they're crazy. You see how big those things are on the radar today? Oh, nah. Yeah. We've been in here talking to each other. Been <laughs> chopping it up, brother. <laughs> All right. It's warm here now. It's really warm. It is. Yeah, so for the listeners out there, I invested in some turf, and this turf was uh, formerly at WT and was part of their football practice fields, and there's a guy on Facebook that was selling it, and Aaron and I wrestled with that damn roll of turf for at least over two and a half hours, and man, it's legit. it kicked our it's ass legit. bad. Oh, it came out good. I thought it, it his, did. It his party really garage, good. bar garage, uh, weekender <coughs> studio. So it's what's legit. up, Aaron? What have you been up to? I have to use this one. Oh, 
Oh, there it is. No. No, we were just hanging out. We were, like I said, contemplating about going over down to Lubbock and everything. And uh, we just decided to stay stay around. We woke up and, yeah, you know. Wanted to ask, well, actually, I saw the weather report, and that's when I was like. <laughs> There's a tornado. I'm going to go to James' well, house. <laughs> I was, no, I was kind of like, you know, shit. You know what? They say, you know, you only get this like, what, one or two a year? They yeah, say, no, so. yeah, yeah. Except, like, it was, I was surprised when randomly a tornado watch popped up on my phone. I was like, hey, oh, shit. I got to open this. I don't know what this is. This is not real. Yeah. Then, yeah. Even though we live in Texas, which, you know, we should be. But you're right. And, we haven't had and, that in so long. And then you go 150 miles away from us to Colorado, and you got fucking five to six feet of snow going <laughs> yeah, on over yeah, there. They're, they're getting they're getting dropped on. Yeah, yeah, it's like, dude, what the hell? Like, yeah. you know, I don't get it. But no, they're watching basketball too. Been some pretty good games so far. Yeah. Because tomorrow is the old selection Sunday, so I think it's just. You know, I guess you. I woke up too. You you think about it. A year ago, you know, everything was getting canceled, left to right. Everything at this time, exactly. This is about the time. And you're like, what yeah. the hell's going on? Like, you know, it was just. It, it's it's funny to see on like Twitter and Instagram all that stuff. People posting a year ago. Yeah. You know, everybody's posting a year ago. So much, so many high hopes and, and dreams. I like, and you know, people are like, "Why well, do you even know these teams?" I'm like, I really don't care who's playing. <laughs> yeah, I, really, I want to see some live sports. I know, like, like whatever goes away again, you know. Shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I don't care exactly. what 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 I'm watching right, right. now because I, I, that's the one thing I have learned through COVID is I appreciate all sports. I like I watch all sports now. Camel racing. Well, Oh, you know, yeah. that, that one sport where they you, throw the goat around? You know what sucks, too, is I was watching the ACC tournament. You know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge Duke fan. I always have been, even when I was a kid. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess my, my oldest brother loved Duke, so I kind of was like, oh, hell yeah. So Ooh, we just did it yeah. together. And yeah. then uh, they had, well, you know, they didn't have a good season, so they were making a run. They had to win the tournament to get into the big tournament, and they were doing good. Yeah. And then somebody's tested positive on their team. So now they had to pull out of the ACC tournament. Yeah, there was Duke. And wasn't there another the, team? Uh, Virginia. Virginia. Virginia yeah, had to do had it. To but but Duke had to go freaking win the – had to go win the freaking tournament. <laughs> and then, it, then they get the co- – yeah, somebody came in and it fucked them. I was like, damn, that's oh, – uh, yeah. It's all right, Coach K. I still love you. <laughs> it's, it don't matter. Yeah, that's another good – Let's go, Texas. Texas is going to get it. You know, man, I, I really hope because uh, it's just good to see Texas back, you know, well, yeah. basketball. Well, I mean, yeah, because Texas football has been rebuilding since, you know, Mac Browns. And then, well, Texas basketball right now, man. They oh, were, yeah. They were like, they were hot. And they got the Big 12 in basketball the, championship right now, yeah. Texas versus Oklahoma uh, State. Three? And I was surprised Baylor – yeah. Got beat by Oklahoma State last night. Oh, but, and these guys are three. Texas is number three, and Oklahoma State's number five. So. Oklahoma State's supposed to be the – I mean, I don't know. They – they, I think they have to win to get into the big show. So, what's up? Um, yeah. He, he, needs a, he needs a beer. He what said are you that. doing? You need a beer? No, so. Uh, you can have mine. That's whatever. But I think Oklahoma State has to win in order to get into the show because I think they were predicted one of the 
like first ones out or whatever. So, so out of all of the teams in the Big 12, which ones do you think will legitimately make a push maybe for the Sweet 16? I think Baylor. The Tech, Final Four, I think Tech, Elite I th- Eight. I think Tech has a good shot of getting to the Sweet 16 just because of just where they're at right now. Uh, West Virginia might have a good shot. Well, and that's the thing. I think we. I think they got a lot of the Big 12s in the same – uh, whatever you call it, region, region, yeah, yeah and yeah. all that, and I was like, shit, why do that, man? Spread them out, spread the love out a little bit, but yeah, I, I want to see, I want to see Baylor uh, get to the end because uh, my one of my good friends, his his brother plays for Baylor, and you know if you watch NCAA oh, men's basketball my- this season, you know Baylor has been one of the top teams. They were they're still ranked number two or number three, even though they lost uh, last night. And I want to see them make a push for the Final Four. I mean, if anybody has, I mean, I mean, really, if anybody has a chance to get to the the Final Four, it would be Baylor. Uh, Tech would have Tech. I mean, they're good, but I don't think they have it, the, enough to really get to back to the, the show again like they did a couple years ago. And then Texas, man, Texas is actually pretty good too. They're young, and that's one thing I like about them. But I, I think the same thing. I think they just don't have that enough to not push to get there to the final. I, I think it's well, but I think the, it's the coaching is the, that's holding Texas back a little bit. Yeah, the I, coaching. Shaka, I, I still think he. I, I think he's good, good and bad. I don't know. I, I mean, he's hit or miss. Yeah, I mean, he's not a terrible coach, you know, but. I mean, he's young himself, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's it's in his experience where he lacks. Well, I mean, because I remember whenever he took uh, you know the Virginia Commonwealth that one year, it was like mm-hmm. I mean he I mean but he had a team like he had like yeah. a legitimate team you know and then after that he I mean then he got the Texas job, so it was like he went from a very small whatever uh division to a the mm-hmm. big time don't so. you just love seeing the cinderella stories in the tournament oh. every year i loved i love to root for those those small universities that have momentum after winning a big game maybe it's in the the first or second round and they actually make a legitimate push and get further than anyone expected like seeing them succeed to me, it is is more impressive than than seeing these uh, expected, you know, top ten seeds win games. Like I love to see, like George Mason. You remember them years that was, ago? That was the they had an incredible run. And then Butler, you know, Butler, but, Butler did the right. two, Butler did the two years. You know, they had that. That was a really cool run. And hell, man, even though I remember when they got to the the, the final game. Dude, I mean that 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 last shot that dude did. I mean, it was right off the front of the rim. I mean, I was like, we're about to see history, and then, poof, it popped out. I was like, oh man. I mean, for you as a Tech fan, I bet you were just elated and surprised that Tech even made it that far that year. Like, I I know you knew they had a good team, but it's so incredibly hard to get to the Final Four. They just and I, I was rooting for them, man. They I got, really wanted them to come out on top that in that last, national well, championship. They just got hot. Man. I was rooting for them too that they, year. They got they just got hot. Like that's the thing. Like they played hot that whole freaking that tournament. Because even even when they matched up with Gonzaga and then Michigan State, like you know, I mean, those are in in Mich- no wait or Michigan. I mean, those teams are you know legit and dude, they just 
played hot against them. They they were unstoppable. So that's why I mean they had to get in that way. You know, I want to see Michigan do well yeah, because I was a fan of the Fab Five back in the day, but Ooh, they didn't nice they didn't right seal there. the deal. They didn't win the national championship. They got so close in the infamous timeout in the corner when he didn't have a timeout. That was a. I mean, I want to see them. And and what's his name? Uh, Howard is the coach for Michigan. Yeah, Dwan Howard. He. No, I love Dwight Howard. Yeah, he he's uh he's their coach, and he was a part of those those really good Michigan teams yeah, back shit. in the day. That was, that was, I, re- I, re- I remember watching them too. I mean, I don't I couldn't remember it like word. Jalen Rose. I mean, Chris Weber was one of my favorite Weber, players. Weber, yeah, Weber was he was the one that called the timeout. Yeah. Weber was always been one of my favorite players even when he got to the NBA. Oh goddamn. Yeah. Hey, while we're on the topic and while we're watching this game, let's talk about I don't think we've done we've we've always talked about some of our favorite movies of all time, right? Have we done a favorite basketball movie yet? Oh man. I don't think we have. No, I don't what, think so. Let's 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 talk about what, like favorite basketball, t- movie. like off the top of your head, James. What's your what's your favorite basketball movie? I would say Above the Rim, because Tupac's in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you're gonna say that. Oh uh, yeah, I, it's it's a good movie. It's one of those top three or five movies you think of when you think of basketball. You know, it's got the it's got the love story in it and everything, and it's it's a pretty solid movie. Yeah, I, I would say it's up there. Above the Rim, Aaron. Oh. <sighs> You know, there's. I would say there's two. There's, you know, there's two. I would go. You know, like first would be Coach Carter. You know, that was Coach with Sam Jackson. Yeah, Hell yeah, that was just. I thought they did a great job with that movie. It was a really good story. They told it well. And then the next one would be um, Love and Basketball. Love and Basketball. Was, I like that movie. Be, you know, that was that's a good one. I, yeah, it might that, be like that, it had it like a, a chick flick movie, but that, man, that, it that was the love story. Dude, in dude it. I loved it though. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a freaking damn good. And well, and then uh, what's the other one with uh, with Denzel Washington and um, he he got game he got game that was that was another good one. So I mean, I I think. What about you, Adrian? I think my number one, and I mean this one this one's more of a comedy. Um, white man can't jump. Oh, yeah. Woody. Harrelson, yeah. You can't leave that more, one out. It's more that's of a, one of those top five. It's more of the street ball type basketball. I'm glad you movies, said that one because that's another. Yeah. yeah that's that's I, a classic, too. I love that. I love that movie. You I can't mean, leave that one out. It's, it's, it's got basketball, but it's, of course, you know, it's more about hustling and friendship and stuff. I remember like watching that, all. But. The old blue chips <laughs> with old Shaq and, yeah. and Penny Hardway. <laughs> Just Tupac's character Shep in that in that film above the room. I mean, it's yeah. He that's one of my favorite characters, and and in, and when he was in Juice, mm. when he was Bishop in Juice. Yeah, and then like so, and also um, well, uh, Glory Road, Glory Road, that Glory one, Road was that good. Glory Road's good. What you can, you Hoosiers? Can't, you yeah. can't forget about yes, Hoosiers. Hoosiers. There's so many. Hoosiers. I mean. You know, all those white boys playing it. <laughs> <laughs> the short shorts, baby. No, that is a great. Yeah, that, that that's a great one. Timeless. You can always go and watch that and, and feel inspired every time you you. Put I mean, it you on. know, for the kids, you got you know you got old Space Jam, Airbud, huh. Hoop Dreams, Hoop <laughs> Dreams. It's, or, it's a documentary, right. but Hoop Dreams is always good. There's that one. Little remember, little Bow Wow or Bow Wow, like Mike. You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Space Jam. Space Jam. Space Jam. Now, we've we've spoke numerous times about the remake of Space Jam, and I'm not a big fan of the remake. I don't want to see it. 
due to the fact that Space Jam is one of those probably, movies that I'll, you should never touch. I'll probably watch I'll, I'll it, watch but it. I'm not going to say I'm going to enjoy it just because yeah. I don't care for LeBron. I mean. Yeah, it's a sequel. and It's a sequel slash reboot is what they're calling it. Sequel slash reboot. So I'm interested to see the direction they, they take with it, but I don't know if it's going to live up to anywhere close to the original. You can't. You know. And like this this past summer, we were blessed to have the Jordan documentary, which was awesome. Which one, Last Dance? The Last Dance, man. It, it was great. That was awesome. I feel like that was one of the best documentaries I've ever watched. A sports documentary. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Rodman oh, doing wild he's, shit. He's, yeah, he's got to be one of the most eccentric athletes of all time. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Kim most, Jong-un. Most I mean, out there. <laughs> North Korea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's I, what I was going to say. Like, he filmed that part of his, his, his talk on that documentary right after he came back with talking to Kim Jong-un. Like, that's insane. Like, dude, come on. I love, yeah. I, I mean, I love Rodman, man, no matter what. Like, his, yeah, like his character, you know, whatever he does, personally, you know, like, yeah. But when he comes to being a badass player, man, shoot, dude, he... The best I mean, rebounders God, of all time, just, definitely, right? He would, well, yeah, but he would, I, I mean, I, it just intimidation, man. Just that look. Like, I'm like, I His style was so eccentric. I wouldn't mess with him at all. I, I mean, I'm not try to block him out. Hell no, I ain't doing that. Like, take the ball. <laughs> all right, Chris, what's your top basketball movie of all time? Well, I was the one that said Hoosiers, but he got game. I mean, he got game is that movie, you know? Even though it, it Kind of, I mean, it doesn't like it's not. I don't know. It's one of those movies that it's basketball based, but you know, there's other stuff, other other stuff to it. You know, the whole thing isn't based on well, like remember the Titans. That thing is all based on football. You know, if it wasn't for football, that movie would have been made. And Hoosiers is more on the basketball front. I guess he got game is more on like. Uh, uh, white man can't jump because there's basketball, but that movie was so much better because it wasn't just based on the street game, you know. But yeah, but white man can't jump. Good choice. Good choice. Good choice. Well, we're gonna wrap this podcast up. Thank you guys for being a part of it. We're gonna go celebrate now. Uh, Ooh, go out James's to eat. birthday. Happy yeah. birthday, bitch. Yeah. So if you see him, slap him and then give him a kiss. You see me drunk later, just uh, look the other way and uh, give me a high five. Maybe I will connect. Maybe I won't. (laughs) We shall see. He stuck a finger in his butt. I'm about to get him some shots. We'll see where it goes. But thank you guys for listening. This has been Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast, Locker Room Hype, Episode 25. As always, I'm James. I'm Adrian. I'm Chris. And then late on the podcast, Aaron. See you guys next time. Peace.